0: From Ticker Tape, this is Where's My Money. The stock market is a fantastic place to invest your money. Over time, across every cycle, the index has never failed to generate positive returns for investors. But as many of you know, it's not the only place where you can invest your money. A truly diversified portfolio must include what the industry has labeled alternative investments. And there are so many asset classes that fall under alternative investments that it can be super daunting to think about where to even start here. So in this episode of the Where's My Money podcast, we walk you through the options, how to get started investing in these asset classes and the keys to being successful as an investor in this space. Trust me, you do not want to miss this episode. And to do this, we spoke to Nikhil Agarwal, who's the founder of Grip Invest. So Nikhil, where I wanted to start this conversation is by talking a little bit about your journey and where the idea for Grip Invest even came from.
1: Original idea for Grip came from when I was at Morgan Stanley in Mumbai. I joined them when I was 22. You know, as a 22-year-old, you're getting paid a fairly good amount of money at a Morgan Stanley. But at the same time, Morgan Stanley prevents you from investing in stocks. Because of confidentiality obligations, I could not actively invest in the stock market. So having a high risk appetite, but not able to invest in anything other than fixed deposits. So a bunch of us thought, what else can we invest in? And we thought real estate for a lot of people listening to this podcast, real estate may not sound as sexy or interesting as it used to sound to us back then, but real estate used to make a tremendous amount of money for people in the 2010 to 2020 era. The fundamental problem we faced there was large ticket sizes. Each property would cost a few crore rupees if we wanted to buy it. So we thought, how do we pool money together between a few friends and start buying real estate together, lease it to someone, make money, buy other properties. Grip was an idea as old as 2012-2013 to think about doing exactly that. In fact, GRIP is the acronym for Group Real Estate Investment Plan. Unfortunately, things didn't work out. We couldn't get it off the ground because there were some taxation implications of doing that structure. Life moved on. I started a company called Chalo, which was my first venture in the startup space. GRIP was pushed to the back of my mind. In 2019, I left my role at Chalo and moved on to work with the World Bank as a consultant on public transportation. At that point of time, I really wanted to start a business again. And Grip was something that came up as another idea. In the context of mobility, in the context of what I was doing at the World Bank and Chalo, I realized that we could do the same business model, but for vehicles. Uber required more cars, Rapido required more bikes, Chalo required more buses, BlackBuck required more trucks. So we could invest in vehicles, earn money and create it into an investment product. And that was GRIP 2.0 in 2020. We understood that there are lots of people like us who are looking for alternative ways of investing money, predominantly in the fixed income space. And we created GRIP into a multi-asset alternative investment platform. But that's how it started. So it's a decade-old story.
0: I love that. And I want to ask you about the actual investment process, right? Because a lot of our listeners are investors and want to learn how to grow and diversify their portfolios. So one way could be through a platform like GRIP. So could you just talk to us a little bit about how the investments actually work and how the assets actually grow in value over time?
1: Like all digital wealth platforms, we offer a completely online discovery, as well as KYC, payment and portfolio management experience. The first step before even getting onto GRIPS platform or any other alternative investment platform is for a user to decide what do they want to allocate and what are they looking for in terms of risk, return and tenure. I think these are three most important factors to keep in mind. Alternative investments tend to be slightly longer in duration, higher in risk and higher in return. And hence, it's very important for a user to decide where does that sit for them in their portfolio. Most users that we have spoken to today have majority of their capital in either a fixed deposit or allocation to stock markets, either directly or through mutual funds. Mm-hmm. This is one philosophy that almost all wealth managers will agree with, that you have to diversify, suggests that these two asset classes are not enough. And there needs to be a third, fourth, fifth asset class that is part of your portfolio grip aims to offer that as do other platforms when you come on to grip you will be able to see multiple investment options real estate startup equity lease finance inventory finance once you see which option makes sense from you from a risk return and tenure perspective you can choose the specific option read all the required details review something we call a grip grid which is our own scoring of that option and then decide to invest or decide not to invest
0: you started to speak about the different asset classes that you invest in through grip could you just go a little bit more of a deep dive into each one and talk about potentially the pros and cons that are allocated with each.
1: One of the things that links all the products together is a flavor of corporate credit there are basically two types of credit you can either give a loan to an individual and that's called retail credit or consumer credit and second is you can give a loan to a company and that's called corporate credit as a business we have focused on products which have a corporate credit flavor to it i'm going to talk about each product on the same three pillars that i talked about before risk return and tenure because that's what's important to a user our first product and the core product that we offer is lease finance it basically means leasing movable assets like furniture electronics machinery to companies for a 24 to 36 month tenure. As an example, imagine five of your friends got together, each invested 1 lakh rupees to buy a Maruti Suzuki desire and leased it to Uber. Uber would pay you a fixed monthly rental, which would be your returns. And that is an example of lease finance. The nature of this product from a pro and con perspective is that it's a medium term product, 24 to 36 months, right? The Second aspect is that you get a multiple bunch of security measures as part of this transaction. Most importantly, you own the asset and hence in the worst case situation, there is a monetary value that you can extract from selling that asset. Number two, every transaction has a security deposit. So upfront, about 10% of your capital is kept with you as a security deposit, which becomes an automatic buffer. Number three, you get monthly returns. Every month, three to 4% of your capital is returned in the form of lease payments. And that becomes not only great return, but also reduces the outstanding risk. And as I mentioned, the leasing is only done to companies, which means they're unlikely to disappear So that's our first product. The second product is inventory finance. A Lot of companies keep inventories in their warehouse to basically meet requirements for sales of their users, which may fluctuate. However, this results in a blocking of capital for the company. We allow investors to basically provide finance to a company against that inventory which means that you are securitized of your investment against a physical good and once again it's a corporate exposure the biggest pro of this asset it's a very short-term product it's typically one to six months in duration which is when companies hold inventory and hence you're investing for a very short period of time The returns are lesser than the lease product because the tenure is lesser and the risk is lesser, but that's the broad construct of it. The third product is commercial real estate. A lot of us would have heard our parents talk about buying commercial real estate and earning rental money from it. That is exactly what this product is. The differentiator here is that you are able to buy into a world class quality, which is technically called a grade A commercial real estate space which has already been leased to a company and earn returns. Imagine buying a piece of One Horizon Centre in gurgaon If you're in Bombay, buying a piece of the India Bulls building, that quality of building leased to an MNC who is contractually obligated to pay you rentals over a period of 5 to 15 years. And that's the real estate product. The pros are that you're underlying asset is very strong it's real estate it gives you monthly returns and there is also an element of property value appreciation that you can benefit from our fourth product is subscription receivable financing each one of us are very familiar with subscription contracts right we pay subscription for netflix we pay subscription to google etc etc but companies who receive that money actually incur the cost of providing that service on day one there's research and development costs software development expenses customer acquisition expenses and all of those are incurred on day one In fact, even before the sales begin. But because of subscription, the revenue comes over a period of time. 12 months, 24 months, 36 months. And hence, there's a cash flow mismatch between when the company is spending money and when they're earning money. What we allow companies to do is to discount the future revenue they're going to make from these subscription contracts into cash flow today. At the same time, the investor gets the benefit of earning interest or returns as that revenue is received. That's the business of subscription. It's a 12-month product, so it's fairly short-term, gives you monthly returns, and again, a fairly high return. Our final product that we have currently is startup equity. Most people would be familiar with this. It is investing in early-stage startups. But however, investing with as little as 2 lakh rupees as a starting investment amount, and participating in the journey of these startups. In each of the products, it's important to curate them. And Grip is a curated platform. We do not allow any company to come and list. In fact, of the 100 companies that come to us, only 20 get listed on a platform. So we have a curation process for it. Our strategy is to add one new product every quarter. You
0: know, when I was going through your website, I stumbled upon something really interesting. You have this pie chart of diversification. Well, you have this pie chart. You have alternative investments. Interestingly, only as a portion of that entire piece of puzzle. You know, some companies may not do that, they'd probably try to sell that as the whole shebang. Could you talk a little bit about alternative investments role in a fully diversified portfolio and how investors should look at it, possibly when they're thinking about investing into this area?
1: The nature of alternative investments is such that it is more riskier. It definitely gives a a higher return, but it also has certain other features which need to ensure that it's only a certain part of your portfolio. For example, most alternative instruments are illiquid. You can buy a share of Reliance Industries today and if you don't like it you can sell it tomorrow but unfortunately that's not possible in most alternative investments same is true for fixed deposits you can terminate your fixed deposit at a small cost and you can get out of it but that's not true for alternatives which means that as you think about portfolio construction and your allocation of of your savings alternative investments should only be a certain part of your portfolio not all of your portfolio the same is true for stock markets stock markets cannot be all part of your portfolio Imagine if 100% of your portfolio in the recent times was in the stock market, you would have seen massive fluctuations. In your capital. Imagine if 100% of your portfolio was in crypto, you would have seen massive degradation in value. So the principle of diversification needs to be applied to all asset categories. You
0: know, we're hearing a lot, as you just mentioned, about the fluctuation that's been happening in the market. But we're also hearing a lot of news recently, it seems to come out of that, you know, we're approaching a bear market, and there might be the potential of a recession coming forward in, in the US and also globally. What role do alternative investments play in potentially safeguarding your portfolio against a recession or are they not recession proof? If you could just speak to that idea a little bit, that'd be great.
1: If you're invested in a real estate project, which has a five-year rental lock-in, where the tenant has to pay you for five years at a fixed rate and the tenant is an MNC, irrespective of what happens in the recession, there is a very, very, very high probability that the tenant will not be able to breach his contract. Breaching the contract will have incredibly negative implications for the tenant, including in the court of law, in the court of public opinion, etc. about the company, which means for five years, your returns from that project are completely secure and whether the recession lasts 12 months, 24 months, which no one can say you have a five year window to keep making returns. In that same recession period, you are likely to see a significant downturn or reduction in the value of your stock market. Significant downturn in your crypto portfolio or anything that is linked to the stock markets. But something like real estate will give you that protection. The same is true for most fixed income assets and hence that is beneficial. The second part that I'd like to add, which is in some ways unique about this recession, is we are also dealing with very high inflation, which means that traditional fixed income products like a bank savings deposit are generating negative returns. They are earning less than the inflation rate. What alternative assets allow you to do is to beat inflation. So you are dealing from the stock market, you have a lock-in of returns for a very long period of time, and you're still making more money than the inflation rate is making. Which is why having alternative investments becomes so much more important when you come into these cycles. The only caveat I would add is that this is not true for all alternative investment products. Some products may be more riskier, some may be less riskier. For example, crypto is an alternative investment product, but is more riskier today than it was six months back. So you must apply the filter as a user of choosing that product. Why that 20% bucket cannot be a single product. It needs to be diversified.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I just want to end the conversation with potential next steps for our listeners. So if they were looking to get involved with alternative investments, what one piece of advice or what thinking, what questions would you leave them with before they make said decision?
1: I think there are a few questions that anyone starting the journey should think about. Number one is what's the capital that you would allocate to an alternative investment in the search of higher return that you're okay losing money on. It's higher risk, right? So you need to allocate capital that you're okay losing money on. Whatever that number is, let's say it's 100. Break that number down by 90% and start your investments in alternative with 10 rupees. Research the platforms that are available and start your journey on one of them with that 10 rupees. As you build more understanding, more trust on a platform, keep going ahead and keep investing till that 100 rupees happens. Don't make it all in the first go. Take time to make it and make sure you make investments across products.
0: I think that's a perfect place for us to wrap up. Nikhil, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. It was a pleasure doing this. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Where's My Money by Ticker Tape. On this show, we simplify the finance landscape in India for you. So if you're looking to venture into stock investing, sort out your personal finance or make sense of how economic developments can impact your money, this podcast will be a perfect addition to your morning commute or household chores. Also, if you enjoyed the episode and want more of this, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. And last but not least, consider downloading the Ticker Tape app. It is an investment analysis platform for stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, and much more. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one.